Blessings, everyone. Welcome. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and this is episode eight of Real Shift Happens. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. So let's get right in. SMB discussion topic for this week is about being addicted to negative emotions and thoughts. Are you getting high from your own problems? Mm. It's a tough, tough pill to swallow. But now is the time of truth. It's the time that we're living in. The truth is coming out. And we'll get into that. But first, let's get into our five-minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. Sit in a comfortable position and close your eyes. For just this moment, let go of your thoughts in the outside world. Focus your attention on your heart center. Place both hands on your heart and be aware of your heart as a space. The heart center is a point of awareness where feelings enter. In its essence, the heart is pure emptiness, pervaded by peace and subtle light. This light may appear as white, gold, pale pink, or blue. But don't strain to find a light of any kind. All you need to feel is whatever is there. Resting your attention 
easily on your heart center. Breathe gently and sense your breath flowing into your heart. You may want to visualize a soft pastel light or coolness pervading the chest. Let your breath go in and out. And as it does, ask your heart what it needs to say. Don't phrase this as an order. Just have the faint intention that you want your heart to express itself. Sit and listen. Your heart will begin to release emotions, memories, wishes, fears, and as it does, you will find yourself paying attention. If you daydream, or drift off, just bring your attention back to your heart center. And we're coming back opening the eyes. Welcome back, everyone. Wow, that's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. I love the heart meditation. And honestly, it's really what we need on this planet is for hearts to be opened. Open, open. The rational mind can't think its way out of problems of the heart. You know what I mean? Emotional grief is real. There are studies by researchers at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center and the Harvard School of Public Health in Boston. And it shows that the day following the loss of a loved one, a person is 21 times more likely to suffer a heart attack and the spike occurs even in people at a low risk for heart attack and you know honestly like anyone who's lost someone really close to them can understand that you know and also you may know someone who you marry couples for my grandparents wasn't a heart attack but my grandmother died um, and then 
my grandfather is like literally maybe the week after she died, he started to get sick and he passed away a year later. He found out that his cancer went into uh, or out of remission. And um, once he found that out, once he got that diagnosis that he was in stage four cancer, he passed away six months later. And the only thing he kept saying was that he didn't want to pass away um, in the same month as my granny. So he ended up passing away the next month. But what I saw is that, you know, he died of a broken heart. And I never saw my grandfather in that state my whole life. And once she passed away, it was like he just couldn't go on anymore so emotional healing emotional traumas healing those wounds you know it's important work people we have to do it we have to and this episode really hits home for me you know about being addicted to negative emotions and thoughts because um I know that I I can honestly say that in the past I have been addicted to negative emotions and thoughts. And I used to actually claim out loud that I was a pessimist. I used to say that to people. I didn't didn't really understand what I was saying. And, um, you know, you, you know, it definitely did not have good outcomes going around saying I was a pessimist. Um, you know, also I've been stuck in grief for years at a time. My mom passed in 2008 and it, it took a few years really to kind of, um, get past the grief of her, of her death, you know? So we all have negative emotions, you know, we all have them, but You know, like when someone dies, when we feel grief, when we break up with a partner, we feel sad. But are we dwelling in these emotions? Are we dwelling in grief for years at a time? How long are we staying in this negative space? Um, States of mind like anger, self-pity, guilt. We start to activate the dopamine in our brains and this this pleasure area is stimulated and it begins to respond to the negative thoughts and feelings so the more we stay in these states of consciousness of anger of guilt the more we become used to being in in those states And it's just like a continuous cycle. Our mind and our brain starts to create a chemical that makes it makes our mind think that it's a good thing to be in these negative states because we've been there for so long. And it's it's like our body becomes used to it. So a person can be addicted to feeling like shit, basically. You know, you become addicted to complaining all the time or thinking the worst outcome all the time. It's 
it's like those people all of us know who love to talk about their problems. Like whenever you see them, the first thing they talk about is what's wrong with them, the ailments they have in their body. And some people even try to outdo you for problems, you know, like you tell them a problem or, and then, or they tell you a problem, you tell them a problem and they try to outdo your problem. Then there's people who have something negative to say about everything or just have a negative outlook on life. And they're always down and out. So we become programmed, you know, without even thinking about it. And without even thinking about what we're thinking and saying to ourselves or just, you know, saying out loud. We just are walking around unconsciously spewing out negativity. (laughs) You know, um, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he's a New York Times bestseller, bestselling author and researcher, and he's an international lecturer whose research in the field of neuroscience, epigenetics, and quantum physics explores the topics of emotions and thoughts on our bodies. And he also um, researches spontaneous remission. So after numerous studies, he's concluded along with other scientists that negative emotions and thoughts actually cause harm to our bodies in the form of disease. So we are actually causing these diseases in ourselves. But also he he concluded that positive thoughts and emotions can heal our bodies of the diseases. And he has more and more examples of people going into rapid remission or instant healing from diseases using the power of their thoughts and emotions. So in his book, You Are the Placebo, Making Your Mind Matter, he says, your thoughts and feelings come from past memories. If you think and feel a certain way, you begin to create an attitude. An attitude is a cycle of short-term thoughts and feelings experienced over and over again. Attitudes are shortened states of being. If you string a series of attitudes together, you create a belief. Beliefs are more elongated states of being and tend to become subconscious. When you add beliefs together, you create perception. Your perceptions have everything to do with the choices you make, the behaviors you exhibit, exhibit, and the relationships you choose, and the realities you create. So science is proving what we already know intuitively, actually, is that our thoughts and emotions are literally creating our state of being. And also that we we live in a holographic universe. It's like a mirror. It's whatever we think is mirrored in our world. So whatever our deep, deep feelings are is mirrored as a reflection outward into our worlds. 
So when we resist, it creates more resistance. When we have negative thoughts, it creates more negativity. But vice versa, if we have positive thoughts, it's going to create more positivity in our lives. Whatever we feel internally, the universe will magnify externally in our world. And it's it's kind of hard to believe. We may not believe it because it's not always like an instant effect. Thank God for us, right? I mean, just imagine if a person is living in the midst of their anger at a low, low vibration and they're wishing harm to someone and it just happens instantly from the strong emotion behind the thought. That would be crazy, right? But this is why we have filters, you know, in our minds, our subconscious to block the temporary moments of negativity, right? To kind of like, be like, oh no, you know, I didn't really mean I wanted to hurt that person. I was just angry, you know. But when we live in that anger space or whatever that negative space is, we're programming ourselves to be comfortable in that negativity. And then eventually that's just who we become. So, you know, if you're walking around um, with these, this negative state and you're unaware, you're pretty much like a robot trapped in negative emotions. And now you're the grouch or you're the complainer, you're the pity party person. And basically the shadow self has enveloped you. You were living through your shadow and, you know, kind of like old girl in, us that movie at the end yeah spoiler alert but you know the film is a little old so hopefully you guys have seen it by now but if not sorry but yeah if if you're that girl at the end of us you're living in your lower self and lower levels of your own consciousness remember um last week we talked about the map of consciousness the chart well The lower level vibrations below 200, like shame, guilt, fear, anger, grief, are all creating destructive force. So those, you know, again, those emotions and those thoughts are actually destroying your insides. (laughs) It's like, um, you know, you're going to destroy yourself and eventually maybe you will destroy others. You may destroy the earth, like whatever you're going to destroy because that's the force that's being created through those, those vibrations. And again, we all have these emotions as humans, but many of us live in those lower emotions on a daily basis. And honestly, I can say I, I've lived a good portion of my life below the 200 frequency. I feel like honestly, like through this spiritual awakening that I had, um, you know, years ago, I mentioned and actually explained back in episode two, it, it gave me a glimpse of how it felt to live in that upper level in that 500 love level. 
And I was there for about a good month, month and a half, maybe two months. I think it was about a month and a half. And it was literally pure bliss. That feeling, I will never forget that feeling for the rest of my life. It it changed my life. It was a feeling of love, peace and joy and for everything and everyone. It was a feeling of oneness. It was a feeling, it just is unexplainable, really. It's, you can't even explain that type of feeling unless you feel it. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, but every now and then I still get that feeling, you know. Now to live there. You know, it's a whole other story to live in that space for 24 seven is, you know, that's another story. Though I feel like I've conquered the critical 200 mark. I am to a work in progress. We all are, but we have to do the work, the shadow work, you know, the, the facing the old trauma work. We have to raise our consciousness levels to really live in those higher frequencies above the 200 critical mark and move into creative power. And we don't want to repress any emotions or try to ignore those negative feelings or, you know, that that shadow side of that negative part of you, like we talked about before. We we definitely want to feel what we feel. But sometimes we have to like be real with ourselves and check ourselves and and really look at, you know, am I holding on to anger from the past? Like what's causing this out outburst? What's causing this emotion deep down? Honestly, the past too could be yesterday. The past could be 10 years ago. It could be something you're holding from 20 years ago. It could be something you're holding from last week. The past is the past though. A minute ago is the past. Just now what I said is in the past. So the only thing we have is the moment. Really, truly, truly, truly. If you deep Deeply think about that. We really only have the moment. The past no longer exists. So ask yourself why. When you ask yourself the questions, you will get the answers. Why do I have anxiety? When was the first time I had this feeling? What makes me feel like this? Okay, it's time to get down to the serious questions to ask yourself. We have to face the shit. The, we got to face the trauma, the shame, the fears. We have to figure out exactly what it is and face it. Not stuff it down, not pretend it didn't happen or it doesn't exist. And actually, once again, <laughs> This is where meditation comes in and it helps. It helps you become more aware 
um, of your thoughts, of your emotions. But like I mentioned before, meditation will force you to face your shit. And because as you sit there quietly, you will have all kinds of thoughts, right? Like your mind's racing. Maybe you'll have a thought from childhood pop up. Maybe a thought from yesterday. Good thoughts, bad thoughts. Your mind's racing. It's uncomfortable. But, you know, you, you, you want to deal with it. Deal with that uncomfortability. Like, we can't always be comfortable. And this is a reason to, this is a good reason to be uncomfortable. You know, and it's not about reliving the old wounds and traumas. It's about facing the emotions that come from those experiences, because those are the emotions that are holding you back. And it's holding you back from being happy, from being free, from being yourself. And it's keeping you in a lower level of consciousness. So remember, the lower levels of consciousness create destructive force within you and without. So we want to check, check, check ourselves, you know, check those, um, check, check our emotions, check our thoughts. And we really have to quiet our minds to be aware. So Dr. Joe says, to be happy with yourself in the present moment while maintaining a dream of the future is a grand recipe for manifestation. When you feel so whole that you no longer care whether it will happen, that's when amazing things materialize before your eyes. I've learned that being whole is the perfect state of creation. I've seen this time and time again in witnessing true healings in people all over the world. They feel so complete they no longer want, want, no longer feel lack, and no longer try to do it themselves. They let go, and to their amazement, something greater than they are responds. Something greater than they are responds, and they laugh at the simplicity of the process. That's a great quote. He says, when our behaviors match our intentions, when our actions are equal to our thoughts, when our minds and our bodies are working together, when our words and our deeds are aligned, there is an immense power behind any individual. Powerful. I definitely recommend you checking out Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, He has several books. There's some on Audible. Also, he has uh, several interviews and lectures on YouTube. Check him out. It's really, really powerful because people, you know, like to think of meditation and, and spirituality as like all this fluffy, fluffy stuff. And a lot of people like to have scientific backing behind some of, you know, some of the things because they're more rational and they need more proof. Well, he, Dr. Uh, Joe Dispenza is a scientist. And so he gives a lot of scientific proof for this stuff. 
So it do, it becomes, you know, more real. It's not just fluff. It's not something that, you know, people are just like, oh, I'm spiritual and let's all be good. It's not about that. And it's not about a new age movement. It's it's really about a, we're we're coming into a new time and it's time to heal ourselves. So what do we do? We have to do the work. We got to do the work. And when we do the work, we create a shift in our own consciousness, which will what? Create a shift in the collective consciousness. And that is the goal. And that's my time. Don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm slash real shift happens. And please subscribe on any of your favorite platforms. You can also drop us a message through the anchor fm app or on anchor.fm slash real shift happens leave us a voice message we'd love to hear from you hear your thoughts and until then real shifters go within and make real shift happen peace